Hi, welcome to this episode of Author Eke. I'm Travis Davis, your host. Tell us your story. What's that? Hey, everybody, this is Travis Davis again uh, with Author Eke. Today we have Matt Rudolph for a pretty good book that I wanted to talk about um, and uh, can introduce himself. So, Matt, take it away. It's all yours. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I recently published my first book titled Public Land Warrior in the Woods. Um, it's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble right now. Um, trying to get it into more bookstores and stuff like that. Um, but it's published in April, so it's been out for a few months and just kind of in the process of promoting it right now before I, you know, hopefully finish up my second book. Okay. So you are writing a second book. Is it a sequel or is it standalone? It is a sequel to this. Um, okay. I don't I don't want to give away too much because no. the people that read this will obviously find out what happens. Um, but when I was writing this, I didn't want to leave a cliffhanger or anything like that because right. personally, I don't like that kind of stuff. Yep. So this story does come to a conclusion. But um, I did leave it open for sequels if I okay. choose to do that. So yeah, I do. When I when I write, I'll close the book out. Right it, that 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 mission or whatever is done. But what yeah. I do is I carry the team forward who I, when I created the first book is in the second and now is in the third. But you can yeah. read them independently. Uh, and then you want to go back to the first figure out how they, these people they become a team or whatever. You know, yeah. So we, we both are published through Defiance Impressive Publishing out of Conroe, Texas. Um, yes, sir. Everybody knows that. And so when did you start writing your first book? And what made you, made you do it? So I started writing this probably in 2021. It probably took me about a, a year um, from start to finish to uh, finish the manuscript and everything. Um, there was some times where I took a break from writing just because I got busy with work and life and everything. Um, but a lot of it was just I was I was kind of bored during COVID. And I've always liked to write, but I didn't really know what I wanted to write about. and. Um, there was like a two year stint where I didn't have access to hunt on any private land through people that I knew or whatever. So right. I had to, I had to hunt at a local state park. I had to hunt on public land and, you know, spending hours and hours in the woods, not, not seeing any deer, not getting anything kind of <laughs> helped me brainstorm an idea for a story. So, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the time I spent hunting at East Fork, um, kind of gave me the inspiration or motivation to write this book. So what's it about? What's, what's the book about? Let me show the book. So what's it about? Yeah, I can show show it again. Awesome. Um, so the book is is about a former special force member who when he comes home from deployment, he finds out that there was a uh, there's been a bunch of people that went missing at a state park. And he basically does his own investigation to find out who the culprit is. And then it's just about how he finds that person and uh, how they clash at the end or whatever. So uh, it's like a suspense or thriller. Um, there's a lot, a lot of the themes are based around hunting and martial arts because yep. I've been, I've been practicing jujitsu for about 10 years now. So I wanted to incorporate that in the story as well. And um, I think for anybody who's obviously interested in those hobbies who already participates in them, you know, they'll appreciate the book because it does it does get pretty descriptive about the techniques and stuff that are used in jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu. Right. Um, and then obviously for people that hunt, they'll probably enjoy a lot of the uh, hunting scenes as well. 
Or, or do they like hand-to-hand combat with deer? I mean, you know, so you can... Uh... No, there's, <laughs> there's none of that in there. No. <laughs> Um, you know, use use a right comes in your house, what you can do, right? You jump, yeah. I don't think jump through your windows, doors, and they'll rent I've seen videos that mean whether hopefully they're true if mine, you know, yeah. for some the internet's a lie anyways. So uh, oh, that, if that happens around here, Bambi can get it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So what so that the inspiration is around your life experiences, right? With the hunting and martial arts, you know, doing like the outdoors, and then COVID was the catalyst because I mean, nobody could do nothing. Depending where you live, right? I live in Texas. Yeah, we were uh, we were really shut down at all. You did pretty much what you were able to do, uh, but it really depends upon that. But, but you see, I think a lot of authors, new authors, are probably from that that era, like the COVID time, because they have so much on their mind, you know, when you're, when you're when the devil's workshop is a idol minus devil's workshop, right? So okay. uh, I, I can kind of see it, but I think a lot of creativity came in. So do you like, when do you like to write? I mean, do you like to write in the morning, the afternoon, what's your kind of your cadence? Um, it doesn't really matter what time of the day necessarily. I, I prefer to write when I have a lot of, like, when I don't have any interruptions throughout the day. If I know I have something to do later, um, I don't like to be constricted on what time I have to write. You know, I might write for an hour. I might write for three hours. But for me, it's it's one of those things where when I start, I don't want to be interrupted. I don't want to have to take a break because I kind of lose my train of thought. Um, so a lot of times I do end up writing at night before I go to bed and I'll just write. So I start getting tired and I feel like, you know, I can't put good thought to, to my story or whatever. Um, but when I, actually, when I was writing this, I was working for a company that um, makes armor parts for military vehicles. And a lot of the jobs that I was running had very long downtimes. So I was writing at work at the time because if I had like two hours to kill, I would just bring my laptop and crank out a few chapters or whatever. And, and then when on days when I was running jobs that were that didn't have as long as a downtime, I spent a lot of time doing my self edit before I finished the manuscript. So I was doing a lot of the work while I was technically at work already. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, and, there, and again, you know, folks, you know, writing it, there's different ways to write like, uh, people. Whatever comes to their mind, just write, 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 write. Yeah. And then go back and edit. And then mm-hmm. go back, maybe add some detail, then add some clarity. And then, and then again, I did that. But what I found now is what I do is, I'll write, you know, like I'm, I'm 33,000 words into my next book, right? So that's, that's pretty long ways in there. But yeah, that's good. I'll go back in, and I've been writing in this one since, uh, like, May. Okay. So I'll go back, and I'll read it, like, okay, I want to add something, I want to move it around, because I, I, tra- I, I don't write the book in order, which sometimes can... Well, just even match up with the type of perspective. Yeah. Do, like, do you do you outline or just kind of I'll I'll do an outline, um, kind of like a series of events that I want to include. Um, and sometimes that just when I'm writing, it just flows very naturally and I can piece all that together. But sometimes I gotta like kind of take a step back and be like, oh, I forgot to add this or whatever. And then, then I'll find a spot for it, whether it's the beginning of the book, middle of the book. Usually the end of the book, 
I already have an idea how I want to wrap it up. Yep. But um, when I was writing this book, for those who end up reading it, it was a little bit different for me because I don't, I've never read a book that did this, but it kind of bounces back and forth between the protagonist's point of view and the antagonist's point of view. Um, that way, the, I feel like the reader gets a little bit better understanding of the background of both characters that way. And um, this, the suspense is more in how the protagonist finds the culprit versus, you know, who the culprit is, because obviously the reader already knows the identification of the, of the villain or whatever. Um, so that was, that was somewhat of a challenge because I, I had to make sure I didn't get off, off track when I did that. Um, like I said, make sure everything pieced together and made sense, but you know, it, I think it worked out really well. And I, the feedback that I've gotten so far, a lot of people have complimented me on that. And they're like, it's really interesting how you bounce back and forth between chapters of, focusing on the what the protagonist is doing and then focusing on what's going on with the antagonist so yeah i, I do the same thing but so I'll, I'll have it from like you know, text or will's perspective like mm -hmm. guys. but also yeah. have a, more than one bad guy in their their perspective and how do you yeah. balance them all in there because they typically have more than one thing going on at the same time like yeah there'll be something going on in the Congo, and there's something going on in the Congo, but there's something going on in China too at the same time. Right? And all, yeah, they all got to end <laughs> at the same place. Yeah, and you, and you hit upon something, uh, you know, that's uh, really, you know, you, as you do a lot of research, right? Your books, yeah, or experience. I do a lot of research. That's a lot of time. It's done that, so you're probably you know out of the we an hour writing there might have been another hour or two of uh research just to make sure that it flows yeah somebody's gonna say go that's bs that's not that's but sometimes you want that yeah oh, that can't happen oh, yeah, can't, you know. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's obviously a fictional story but you want it to be as realistic and authentic as possible so yeah there's definitely quite a bit of research that goes into it as well yeah i'm surprised i haven't had a three-letter agency parked in front of my house I do, I do searches on Google and I'm like, oh, man, I need my VPN. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they if they read my book, they're not going to like the last sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it's interesting. So what's your, what's your background? Just it's like what I do for a living or whatever? Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, so right now I'm, I'm working part-time at a brewery. Um, I also work at a martial arts gym, um, Carlson Gracie, Northern Kentucky. Uh, I help teach the kids class there. And then I fill in when the higher rank students aren't there or whatever. Um, but I used, like I said, I used to work for a company that made armor parts for military vehicles. So I was working as a machinist for a while. That's when I wrote this book or whatever. Um, but I'm, I feel like I've been writing a lot throughout my life. Obviously, when I was in high school and college, I either write a lot of papers and stuff like that. And I always enjoyed it as long as I got to choose what I was writing about, you know, whatever topic I wanted. If I had to write about something I wasn't interested in, it was very difficult for me to stay focused and just enjoy writing. But um, I guess, like I said, going back to when COVID happened, I just had a little bit more free time and because you couldn't really do anything. So I was like, I need to finish, I need to finish writing that book. I mean, I was 
I've always wanted to write a book. I just, like I said, I just never found the time because I was very busy throughout my early 20s. When I was in college, I was coaching football and basketball, um, training jujitsu and hunting a lot. So I just, that, that was occupying my free time. And I never really sat down and put an entire book together. But when COVID hit and I had more free time, um, yeah, that just kind of inspired me to get it done, basically. Uh, yeah, so uh, I spent four years in Kentucky. Uh, so okay. I spent basic training at Fort Knox, so didn't see a lot of Kentucky. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Then the last the three years, I spent in Fort Knox again, but as you know, NCO, so I lived in uh, Radcliffe, uh, then E Town. Then I spent uh, a lot of time. in Cincinnati. Okay. And uh, I did the Chiquita. Chiquita dances. Um, but, uh, and then I'm walking around Cincinnati. I'm like, do they have all these pigs? You know, these they have ceramic, what? The ceramic pigs. Uh, the flying pig marathon. Yeah, the flying pig. Like, what is yeah. So yeah. if you guys have been to Kentucky, uh, it's a beautiful state. If you like hunting, definitely some place to go through around Paducah and even mm-hmm. down by uh, Land of Lakes, I think down by 84 Campbell and then out west, yep. out east in the uh, Appalachians. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So uh, if what would you change in the first book? What, what, what would you do different? What are you doing different in your second book than you did in the first book from you know, writing, thinking like, because I want to get into marketing here a little bit, how you market versus how I've heard and what's that really mean? Well, from a writing perspective, I guess the second book is probably going to be formatted differently. So instead of the reader knowing who the villain is right away, it's going to kind of build up to that. So they're not going to find the identity of, you know, the antagonist right away. So that from that from the writing standpoint, that's definitely different. Um, from from marketing standpoint, this is all new to me, so I honestly don't know what I would do different. <laughs> that, that, you know, that that's when I when I when I broke my book right I go, oh, you know, people are just gonna buy it. I ain't gonna. Who cares? They're just gonna yeah, buy that's it they want it. That's but the hope. What, they don't know it. You know, people don't know me. Uh, yeah. So from. We're talking about, you know, I've, I've done like 28 of these interviews with authors, everybody. And that the common theme is marketing is the hardest part, right? Probably. Because you don't know, and you try so many things, and there's very few things that are free. I mean, you either pay for clicks or you pay for an advertisement on the website or something. something. So how do you maximize your return on investment? With your books, right? Yeah. And I was on the podcast a couple months ago and I was interviewing somebody. And I said, So what do you do? He goes, Every day I take an hour a day to spend on marketing my book. So whether that is on Twitter, whether that's on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, or whatever, right? An hour of doing that. Or, or just brainstorm things like I've done Facebook ads, mm-hmm. I do things on TikTok, but it's not 
sometimes not related to my book, but I always have my book somewhere in the shop most of the time. Yeah. Right. Place uh, or, you know, getting on somebody's podcast. Do one of good reads of giveaway. Something because and especially when you write like more than one book, then you know, people want to go back and maybe read the first book because they only know about the second and third book. Yeah. So I think you know it's really important from that perspective of really getting your name out. It's really a brand. You're branding yourself. So do you have a yeah. website? For yourself? I don't have a I don't have a website right now. That's something I've been working on. I'm not a I'm not a big guy when it comes to technology. I mean, I, I understand how to use basic stuff, but right. um, I'd probably probably ask for help from somebody that I know because luckily at the gym where I train, we have well over 100 members, and I'm sure I can find somebody that's got some experience creating a uh, professional website and stuff like that. So probably going to reach out to one of them about doing something like that. Cause I know if I do it myself, it's not going to turn out very well. Yeah. I mean, there's some easy things. Go daddy, uh, have some templates you can use. I mean, if you have too many things, please reach out. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be done flashy. You just have something, something where somebody can go to you. Then you start building that brand. Yeah. It's critical. You know, so again, marketing is, is good. You know, you write another book. What marketing is good. It's just throwing stuff on the wall and seeing what sticks. Everybody yeah. you might have something. Your your demographics or your audience may be different than mine. Um, yeah. I also do I go to the local library, see if they have an author on stage thing, like present your book. Yeah, I would really like to do that because I've already reached out to uh the like Cincinnati Public Library, because I guess there's like 40 different locations throughout the county that I live. I'd like to do a sign-in at each one of them, but it's not as easy as it sounds. They kind of make you jump through hoops just to get you lined up or whatever. So we'll see how that goes. Is it should? It's it's an yeah. I mean, I don't understand. I would prefer if I could just set up a booth and pick a day and time and do a book signing, but you got to get your book approved and all this stupid stuff. So it's it's a it's an ongoing process, but we'll see what happens. And I don't. I also uh, there's in Texas. Uh, I think Michigan and a couple other states that I, I do uh, book signings and program. Oh yeah, and I do those. Those, those get, get the name out uh, pretty good. I'll do like I'm going. So everywhere in my book is like a real place, right? You can actually mm-hmm. go to. It. So I'm doing a uh, book signing in October at Eavesdrop Brewery in Manassas, Virginia. Because in my book, that's where they go after a mission to relax. Oh, nice. Been sitting in a beer garden. You're having a couple of beers with your team and just having a good time, not even worried about yeah. anything else that's going on. Because I wanted, eventually, I wanted to get where, let's say, if I read my, somebody's read my books, they go to the East Drop Brewery, Manassas, Virginia. It's in Centerville, really good song, in, you know, Manassas. And there's you know, four people sitting there. And you know, two females, two two males, you know, maybe five people sitting there. They're like, "Is that Team Texarkana?" I mean, you know, it <laughs> makes you kind of want to do that. So I try to have, you know, book signings in places that are in uh, real because then I can relate back to the business, and hopefully they can try a little business, you know, just to the market. Yeah, 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 that's I, a good idea. Yeah, any, I mean, I just I, I was thinking something. Oh, man, let's let's try this. Right, let's let's do something. But again, I mean, I don't have a infinite amount of money. 
to throw it. Yeah. Stuff, right. I mean, every dollar, I don't either. Like, like every dollar I've got to you know, quantify or qualify what I'm spending. What's yeah, my yeah. Re- what's going to be my return? What what you know? What is my goal? Like you know, down at Comic Con a couple weeks ago, uh, the Fire Press Red Style signing books. So that was cool. Uh, Where was cool. that at? In uh, San Antonio. Okay. And there's, yeah, that it's, like, it's almost like to. the biggest one. In, it's getting like as big as San Diego. I mean, and yeah. People do dress up. I mean, <laughs> like whoa. <laughs> Man. I don't know if I get into that, but <laughs> I like James Bond and stuff, man. But you know what? They're great people. They, you know, nobody bothered nobody. Everybody gets along, which is typical. Ninety-nine percent of the United States, everybody gets along. It's, it's just some people want to say that we don't. We do, right? That, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Uh, so your next, you're writing your next book. Have you already started it? Yeah, I'm about eight chapters in. I want to say like twenty-six thousand words or something like that. Um, <laughs> Been just kind of trying to balance it out between continuing writing that book and promoting public land. Oh. So, yeah. yeah, trying trying to find that balance. But so what? Uh, what's your what's your word count like? Like ninety, hundred, ten, twenty. I mean, it took, for for it public land, sixty to ninety. Yeah, I think it was right around eighty nine thousand. Okay, because when I was yeah when I was researching um, just like first time authors. Um, I believe the recommended word count is between 80,000 and a hundred thousand. So I was probably around like 80,000 when I found that out. And I was like, well, I can't, I got to wrap this up because I don't want to go over a hundred thousand. No, <laughs> nobody took a look at my book. Yeah. I didn't it, know I didn't do that many. Yeah. The second book might be a little bit longer. Um, just kind of depends on how, how everything plays out, but I'm assuming it's going to be a little bit longer overall. Yeah. I don't even know how I did it. Both my books are exactly uh, 294 pages. Oh, wow. That's like, impressive. My goodness. I, I don't know how I did that. Uh, yeah. But I'm writing my third. It's probably going to be a little longer because I'm, I'm, as a writer, I'm, I'm maturing it. Okay. More detail, more this or that. Yeah. Have you reached out to any like local gun clubs or hunting groups or anything? It's funny you mention that because my second book signing was actually at a gun store. Oh, sweet! Uh, yeah, just just guns and ammo, and they're great. They're great people. They they let me do a book signing there, and I gave them a few extra copies because they do a raffle. Yep. Uh, I believe like every week, so I gave them a few extra copies of my book to raffle off or whatever. And I think they ended up selling them because people came in after the book signing. And we're like, hey, do you have any more copies of that book? And so I might do another one there later on down the road. Um, I'm just trying to do book signings at more variety right now, yes. more variety of places. Um, I just did one at a local brewery. So I'll probably reach out to a few more local breweries and um, like independent bookstores and yep. see where I can go from there. I actually contacted Barnes & Noble recently. So I got to set up a book signing with them, but hopefully that hopefully that will go through because Barnes and Noble is a pretty big store. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's that. You got uh, again the indie bookstore. You know, doing those in, those little book signings will pay off, right? Because it's not costing you nothing. Yeah. Right? So it's always good to go ahead and start doing those. But I, I agree. Yeah. With you. So that so you you plan on being done with the second book in 
a year or six months, typically around nine months to a year. Yeah. Like I said, it depends on how the book promotion goes. If I focus more on that, it might take a little bit longer to finish the second book. But if I if I get some downtime and I can focus on writing, it might be sooner than a year. Okay. Russell, I mean, uh, I started writing in March of 2022. Just had an idea. Just yeah. Is that when you published your first book? Then I published the first book in August of 2022. Okay. And I published my second book in uh, May of 23. And uh, this one I want to have done where I could probably publish in May or June next year. Gotcha. One year. I mean, that's 20. Things <laughs> yeah, it's mind numbing. So, please, I enjoy it. So, where can everybody get a hold of you? What you got a Twitter, you got a uh, Facebook or anything? Yeah, I'm on I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. Um, just Matthew Rudolph. Um, my I'm blanking on my Twitter handle because I, I honestly don't get on Twitter as much. Um, right. I probably spend more time. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, and I, okay. I really don't get on my author Instagram enough. Um, I don't know. I just I try to stay away from social media because it's I don't think it's healthy. But I get it is if toxic. you're trying to, yeah, <laughs> it's very toxic. But I understand if you're trying to promote, you know, a product or book for for us for our, for our case, you know, it's good to have that to kind of help get your name out there. And one one good thing with modern technology is. It's very easy for authors to kind of get their get their name out there versus what it was probably like 20, 30 years ago. So you can reach a larger audience now, but just don't want to spend too much time on there because you start seeing some some bad stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that the demise of Western civilization. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's going to do it. Yeah, until you get very well known, then you just do very little just enough to. It's, yeah, it, it thinks about yeah, it's, it's, it's great. So, uh, well, it's been great talking to you. So, I'll you know, everybody go out and read the book if you're a hunter, if you want to know about hunting, if you're in martial arts, it sounds like it has some pretty cool scenes where if you want to close your eyes, you'd be in that scene, right? Mm-hmm. That little yeah, detail there. it's critical. You go out, you know, yeah, go ahead. I tried to be as detailed and descriptive as possible when i was explaining the techniques um for people who train martial arts they'll they'll probably know exactly what i'm talking about but for somebody who's never done it before you got to be very detailed because if i just name a technique they're gonna be like what the hell is he talking about right so just going over the very basics and getting descriptive with you know where he where he places his hand here how he you know how he uses his legs here um i thought that was very important and like I said, the feedback that I've gotten so far, everybody's been, everybody's liked it so far and told me I did a good job just describing the techniques and stuff. That, that, you hit a good point right there. Folks, if you read a book, please put a, you know, rate it on Goodreads or Amazon, wherever, Barnes Noble, looks like whatever. Go ahead and rate the book because that feedback is important, not only from mm-hmm. a writer's perspective, but also being able to get the name out and be able to be, you know, based on algorithms, it's, you know, a lot of things. Yeah. So, you know, so go ahead, you know, 
please don't go out there, read the book, talk about it, give your opinion on it, and get the feedback on the book. It's free. free. No, feedback is free. Yeah. Yeah, great. Well, man, it was great talking to you today. Uh, again, uh, let's see your book. More time, let's get it ingrained in the folks' head there. There you go, guys. Public land, warrior in the woods. So, excellent. Excellent. Probably a great talk. Uh, uh, I did a lot of hunting, but I do like getting outside, seeing things. A little bit. Well, great. So, everybody, uh, go out and check out Madness Books and uh, learn a little something. Go take a vacation without ever leaving your home. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Hey, thank you for listening. Join us next week for another episode of Author Eke. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye.